Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. This episode is brought to you by Mad Bomber Brewing Company, mostly because we don't have any other sponsors. And we like beers. And we like beers. So, uh, there, thank you for Mad Bomber for sponsoring the show and putting so much time and effort into it, and you make great beer. So, uh, if you're, if you're in Hayden, Idaho, if you're in North Idaho, swing by Mad Bomber today, um, try a beer, have a cider, tell us, tell them Chance sent you, and, uh, they'll probably tell you to leave. Just sit down and play a board game or something. I don't care. You know, whatever you want to do, I don't care. Right. (laughs) Want to steal a picture off the wall? Go for it. I mean, maybe don't, like, you know, (laughs) just promote theft, but you know, it's fine. Somebody walks in, steals a picture off the wall. Chance said I could. They just—they're just playing the episode on their phone as they're walking in. They're like, literally, this guy right here told me I could, so I'm just going to take it. It won't go over well. I—I do—I do partially own the joint, so they'd be like, "Well, Chance said so." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take this one too. (laughs) Sounds sounds wacky, but okay. (laughs) That's our chance. That's that chance. It's always making poor financial decisions. Jesus Christ. Okay, um, we are here today uh, once again without Devin dealing with with kid stuff. Uh, maybe maybe he's gonna be he's gonna be reduced from uh, co-host to uh, contributor. Yeah, it's just uh, he writes a column for our newspaper like every six months. <laughs> what would our newspaper be? The Dusty Press. The Dusty Times. The Dusty Times. Dusty Times. <laughs> dusty Times call for desperate measures. <laughs> I think we're. I think we got something here. I think we do. I think we do. Now we just need to get a printing press. We need one of those old ones where you have to ink it up. Yeah, and I have to have a typewriter. I can't actually write anything. <laughs> That's why I would struggle with the blog so much. Taylor, Taylor, take a note. Yeah, I have to powder my wig first, but then I will. Take take a note for me, dearest Evander. I heardeth recently that thou cutteth thy wrist in a game against Tampa. Glad you didn't just stop it at wrist. <laughs> that's a whole different storyline. That was. That's that's you start you stop there, and that's like Matt Murray hot topic area. Okay. <laughs> Oh shit, Matt! You know Matt Murray. Like he's on IR right now, and he is just jamming out to some Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two and all the other emo bands that I can't think of. How else are you going to recover on the IR? I mean, it's part of his recovery regimen, for sure. He just walk. He's just watching from the press box, just on a loop in his Beats headphones. I walk a lonely road. <laughs> Dubis is like, Matt. 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 <laughs> ah, he's busy. <laughs> Matt, what's wrong? You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't get it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going home. Flip, flips his bangs to the side. <laughs> Nobody understands me. <laughs> I'm leaving this place. You all better hope it doesn't burn in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew, I hope you get the I hope you I hope you get the help that you need. 
I I hope that he one day gets to meet Green Day. I'm sure it's going to happen for him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's getting those backstage passes. Yeah. For I re- Do you see uh did you see my pictures recently? I went to I went to a concert recently? No, I don't really know. Okay. Anything about you? <laughs> that's, I unfollowed that's fair. You. I actually unfollowed you on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a good idea, honestly. <laughs> but probably better for your where, mental health. Where, where'd, um, you, where'd you go to? Went to uh, postmodern Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox at the Fox Theater in Spokane. Oh. And if you're not familiar with this uh, group, they uh, they take modern songs. And then play them in a 40s swing band, big band style. Ooh, that's kind of fun. So, like, you get you get like a lounge singer doing all about that bass, about that bass. Mm. But, like, but like in a 40s lounge vibe. Oh, not like very. That. It's no, it's not like the modern song. Like, they, they, uh, got out to post a video or something like that. It's you have to look them up. They're it's actually a really cool show. There's a gal from Sweden that, uh, Played the ba- played the bass, while playing a trumpet. Wow! And then she played three trumpets at the same time. With her feet? No, with her mouth. How the fuck is she? She only have two hands. I know she was holding three trumpets with two hands and playing all three of them. She has some big fucking hands. So this is like a circus I, thing. Well, no, like she was the only circus act. That, then there was a little, there was a cute little Mormon kid that came out and did tap dancing. Oh shoot. He was actually pretty good. He did like a, they played the Super Mario, dun, 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 dun. With but his he was shoes? like tap, but yeah, but he was like tap dancing to it. Oh man, it was but but they did like modern songs. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, they did uh, like Rick Astley, um, "Never Gonna Give You Up." Nice, but like it's 40, so it's like no, like, I can't even. Why do you Why do you need three trumpets? That's where I'm still stuck on the trumpet. Uh, because because she wanted to but oh and then she was just showing off after that because then she's like oh i'll just play trumpet oh i'll just play um the saxophone and she pulls out a saxophone and then she pulls out a flute and then starts playing that and then she pulls out bagpipes and you're like i fucking hate people like you okay (laughs) i would hate to be your neighbor yeah oh and then she comes out and sings a taylor swift song and sounds exactly like her Mm. like all right okay cool sweet yeah so cool so yeah, excited that's, about that. That's cool. I mean, you know, I'm glad you're getting out of the house. It was. It was good to get out of the house. <laughs> it was good to get out of the house because it is fucking freezing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you've also been getting out of the house for some uh, for some for some hockey too, huh? Oh man, my you. beer league beer league team's been playing every week. Haven't missed a game yet. Uh, but God, are we? We're not great put it that way better than my team dude we've got two wins on the season out of like six <laughs> yeah i haven't won any i haven't even i haven't skated in god knows how long i don't know if i can oh, even shit. do it you think i can still skate not without not without the uh pusher, little push cart a little pusher a little bucket yeah a little pusher bucket probably <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. This. That's why I said the Sinbin guy couldn't even skate. He had to push the bucket around. And uh, that was such a good fucking bird. And, oh my god! And his fucking dad, dude. Oh man, his dad was pissed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we real quick? Uh, you know what? We could. We'll just. You ready to go for uh, tweet of the week? Yeah, maybe we actually just start doing the podcast. Doing the podcast instead of catching up on our lives. Um. 
Tweet of the week. Uh, I do want to give like, this is an honorable mention. Uh, the Sabers bullhead jerseys. Oh, the white. Uh, those those dropped this week. The black ones oh, with the saber yeah, yeah. with the, the bullhead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I felt a funny feeling after seeing these. Yeah, they make you all tingly like in a, inside. Yeah, oh yeah, all tingly. Um, looked at uh, um, Comrie's mask, like so you know, uh, in, in a goalie mask, how it goes down to the point at the chin. Yeah. On one side, it's themed after Ryan Miller, and the other th- side is themed after Dominic Hasek. Like two of my favorite goalies. Oh. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, you got if you guys want to see it, you need to jump on there immediately. Uh, jump onto our on our Twitter, and we we reposted all that stuff. That is so there. Oh God, they're so good. What what did you think about their? Because the Sabers also did. They they've, they've brought out their reverse retros already too. It was the, yeah. the, the, the white kits. White set. Saw those. Um, they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. I think there's I think there's better ones, but yeah, they're not bad. They're, I mean. Yeah, yeah, there's certainly bad ones. I I, um, just, I have a weird thing with white gloves. I don't know what it is. Maybe it just trauma, like from from playing kids with white gloves or something. I don't know. Like anybody who wears white gloves is an asshole. Yeah, just douchey. You know, like you wear white gloves, like you just like you're you're gonna get two hands to the fucking ankle from me <laughs> at some point in the game, right? Like if not, I'm gonna Crosby the shit out of one of your fingers. Who was it that just fucking? Oh, Zegris. Zegris actually got. Uh, he got fined for basically uh, cup checking, right? You know, cup, yeah, you know what yeah. cup check is, right? Like, yeah. Um, and, and people. Why don't, why, wait, why don't you give us? Why don't you give us the uh, the explanation of a cup check? Oh, a cup check. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for the listeners out there, for the listeners who either didn't play hockey or can't put basic sentences and, and words together to mean things, don't understand context. Don't yeah, don't you know just words, right? Um, a cup check is basically just lifting your stick into the genital region of another player and just to make sure <laughs> that they're wearing a cup, right? You just, you want to make, it's a safety thing for <laughs> the other player. You just, you know, you want to make sure that that player is being safe while you're mm-hmm. being safe, right? Uh, so, you you know, you kind of skate up to him, you just go, cup check, right? And try to scare him a little bit. Uh, make sure, and, then, and then you just, you know, you, you tap their cup with your stick and it's... Right. Uh, if they're wearing one. Yeah. Yeah, right. If they're not wearing one, you know, you, you go failed, and then they're on the ice and they're screaming and crying. You essentially, you essentially slashed them in the nuts. Sure. I mean, you know, what, uh, apples to, to to potatoes. To apples to nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Oh, I don't shit. remember why I even brought that up, but uh, yeah. Uh, 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 people with white gloves oh, uh, are getting to, cup checked. To deserve yeah. to be cup checked, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, that makes sense. Um, speaking of this, also this hits checks two boxes. Uh, also in running for uh, tweet of the week, and also reverse retros. Uh, we already said in, in the episode where we talked about the reverse retros that these were the best jerseys, but seeing them in person, the Capitals reverse retro jerseys are absolute fire. God, that logo is so sick, dude. It is better. It is so much better than their current jerseys. It needs to become their home one, or at least their third. Yeah. Like, adopt this as your third jersey. Like, it's better than those blue ones. It's better than the red ones. Like, they, these need to be your jerseys. 
we need to get a Caps fan on here because or or someone that knows the history of of the jerseys because they should have never gone away from those. I I those haven't seen those jerseys are so sick. I I think it's just like the teams that were bad in the late '90s and early 2000s. Like they distanced themselves from what they looked like at that time. Like, enough time has gone by that we all forget that the Sabres were actually really terrible when they wore those jerseys. Um, And I think that might be the same thing for the Caps here. Like, the Caps, I think they made one Stanley Cup run, and it was kind of like a fluky one where they just got demolished by the Red Wings. Um, That was, like, the only success they had in these jerseys, as far as I know. But I think, but I thought that, I thought when Ovi was first kind of cracking, kind of cracking into the league i think mm-hmm. they had a they had something similar but i don't know if it was necessarily as close. It, it was it was basically these jerseys a, yeah. a, an older variant that's yeah. not as i mean these are slick um yes yeah, so i actually i was talking about how it you know last time i saw these Ovi was wearing them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, when he was younger when he first got in the league and they're god they are they're really slick they're really good looking jerseys um i i they're my vote for staying on yeah yeah, that's another one that kind of we were talking about with the Ducks once, right? Like, some of these, they just need to make the the actual full-time shit. Yep. You know? No. Yep, yep. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, how, couldn't agree more. How, as a marketing team, do you get this kind of feedback on some of these jerseys and be like, yeah, we'll just go with the, the ones we have, right? <laughs> like, you, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You guys are idiots, right? Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, thanks for mm-hmm. the feedback. Um, yeah, you know yeah. it's gonna. Here's here's the here's the feedback box. It just slightly resembles a trash can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, tweet of the week though is gonna go to uh, the Dusty Bender account reply uh, to both the Arizona Coyotes and Greg Wyshynski. 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 Greg. Greg Wine. Wine. I think it's Craig. Isn't it Craig? Craig Whiny Face. Wine and Wine and Nisky. <laughs> wine and whiskey. Yeah, some something like yeah. that. Uh, uh, they come out, say they they are we are uh, Coyotes. We're excited to announce at Goodwill Arizona as our official home helmet sponsorship partner. So Goodwill is now the uh, helmet sponsor on the Coyotes jerseys. Uh, to which we replied. Any joke would just be secondhand anyway. <laughs> no joke needed. Hmm. <laughs> Take t- they are currently taking donations at Mullet Arena. Yes, for the Coyotes. Would... <laughs> they are like the the jokes write themselves, yeah. and that's why that's why it works on both levels. They are closed on Sundays. That's it. And any joke would be se- any joke would be secondhand anyway because it was already repeated. <laughs> because Goodwill's also a secondhand store. Ah, okay, uh, that, one, that one went over my head. Oh, you didn't get it. Yeah. So, so okay. Uh, any joke would be secondhand anyway. So everybody, like, there's you know everybody's making fun of jokes because the Coyotes are a poverty franchise and you know they need Goodwill, um, and they they probably get their jerseys from you know Goodwillers, you know their gear from Goodwill or something. And I was just making a joke that any any joke would be secondhand anyway. So it's a play on words of any jokes would be recycled and a secondhand store is Goodwill. Ah, that's pretty thrifty. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh there we go. Oh, oh, oh. oh, 
God, somebody, somebody should really pay us for this. Honestly, I we should record ourselves talking. <laughs> one of these days. Uh, somebody should pay us to do it. Yeah, something. I think so. Give us, give us your money. Or don't. That's as 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 Wells would say to Devin after a fantasy league year, pay me my money, motherfucker. Pay me my money, bitch. <laughs> oh, it's like fucking Stewie from Family Guy. Where's my money, bitch? Where's my money, bitch? Where's my fucking money? I should just, it's good I shit. I should just beat up Devin next time to see him. <laughs> just walk up. He like he goes up for a hug or something, you know? I just fucking sock him right in the gut. Not the face. He wears, gla- he wears glasses now. You should probably just break his glasses. No, now. I wouldn't do that. The, the face is the, old, you know, the only thing he's got going for him. So I might as well oh, okay. just knock him right in the fucking gut and, you know. Just hear the hear the heavy heaves for the next like thirty seconds. You know that. I mean, that's okay. Like you don't have to pay me my money anymore. That was worth it. <laughs> love you, Dev. Oh, we do. We do love him very much. Okay, enough. Enough about our clever tweets. Uh, we we we've got to get into the biggest news that um, as of tonight. As of tonight, the Seattle Kraken are firmly in second place in the Pacific Division. And on a five-game heater. Five-game winning streak. I wonder where they are in the con- I've been so focused on the con- on the division. Holy shit, the Seattle Kraken are second in the Western Conference. That is unbelievable. That is absolutely unreal. Let's not dive too much into the fact that they've played two to three more games more than everybody else. Sure. Eight, four, and two in a division where, like, I, I was actually looking at this with my dad before we started recording. Uh, the Western Conference is either so good that any team can win on every given night or so bad that everybody just kicks a shit out of them because looking at the wild card race right now, you've got the top three teams in each division. They have winning records. Edmonton is eight and six. Calgary with the second wild card spot is five five and two. Not even any, not even a winning record. So most of the division is either at or below five hundred. Yeah, it's not good. One one two three four five six seven eight nine nine of the how many teams are in the nine of the sixteen teams. Mm-hmm. Nine of the 16 teams in the Western Conference are at or below 500. Yum. That's tasty. I don't know. Is that, is that just because everybody's so good? Or is it because everybody's so bad? So bad, dude. So bad. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, we, we, have, yeah, go ahead. we have teams that are basically like, you know, not having the seasons that were promised to us, right? Uh, you know, I won't pick on St. Louis too much because we'll do that here in a second. Um, Vancouver was supposed to be a little bit better. They've they've kind of turned it around a little bit, but you I mean, they 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 won three games and then went back to being sure <laughs> not good. Yeah, they got into a nice little uh, nice little track meet. Appar- apparently, about. playing five hundred hockey is good for them. So I mean, that's going to get you into a fucking second play a wild card. Apparently, West, right? apparently, yeah. not even that. You just got to lose two extra games in overtime. You just you have you have to somehow some way be able to beat the Chicago Blackhawks or the Arizona Coyotes 
in order to get into a wild card. The, if if I'm in the if I'm in the Western Conference and my team is below the Arizona Coyotes right now, like the 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 Coyotes management must be pissed. Should you already be like you should already be trying to sell the team. Coyotes managers like we are actively doing everything we can like short of telling people that we want Connor Bedard so bad. We are so trying to be bad, and yet there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams in the in the Western right? in the Western There's Conference the that are worse. Used, yeah, There's, like management sitting there, like we're one point away from a playoff spot. Dude, Arizona Arizona's GM's gonna like Armstrong's gonna go fucking like beat some of these kids in their sleep, dude. He's he's gonna <laughs> swear to God. They, I, I'm not embellishing. They're, the Coyotes are literally one point away from a from the wild card. That's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> like, who knew? Who knew that Calgary and Chicago would have the exact same points? I did. We knew. We all do that. Yeah, we all yeah, do that. It honestly shouldn't surprise anybody at this point. Uh, Cal- Calgary and Chicago, really, even honestly, if you think about it, it's hilarious, dude. And Arizona is on a very, very modest win streak right now, too. Two, apparently a two win a two game win streak and a five six and one record is enough to get you within shouting distance of a playoff spot. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. So bad. Uh, look, here's another here's another uh fun stat for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of the sixteen wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, ten. Ten of the sixteen teams in the Western Conference, have negative goal differentials. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> including including two of the eight playoff teams currently. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's textbook. That's just the way that you want to run a franchise. It's, you know, I, can you imagine the Coyotes making the fucking playoffs this year? Can you fucking imagine No. That? T- to put this into perspective... Uh, if we, if we took all the teams in the Western Conference, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine teams, if you threw them in the East would not even be in eighth place in the East. That's good. There, are nine teams in the Western Conference are worse than the Montreal Canadiens. Woof. Woof. Shit. How does it, how does the, this happen? I I don't I don't know. How how are these teams so bad? Um you were talking about surprises. I mean let, let's just get into it. What, what the fuck is St. Louis? What what's going on here? I have read a few things of people. It's just it's all people guessing, right? Uh, this is also a franchise record for them, I believe. Eight losses, yep, eight losses in a row. Eight losses in a row. Uh, this is a, after starting so strong. They didn't they they started three and zero. Three and zero. Yeah, they started they started undefeated and have just proceeded to lose eight in a row. Like I I honestly I, I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, I don't I haven't watched enough of their games. Uh, to it, it'd be so nice if we had someone on this podcast who knew about the knew fucking about blues. the blues. I don't know where they're Jesus. at, but. Christ. Um, yeah, it's just it's bizarre. Like every everything I have read, you know, from f- fan sites and shit like this is basically like th- th- there's just nobody on this team that it's it's all they're all playing for themselves, right? They're all 
they're all fucking, you know, one-man shows trying to just walk it down the ice, and they have no fucking connection to the guy next to them on the bench, and, um, you know, it's just, that's not a... But it's not a change roster. No, it's very similar, right? Like, it just, it's, like, what happened over the summer, right? There's, there's something going on. Something happened in the summer, right? Like, a golf tournament went wrong or something, I don't know. Well, all they all they did was give more money to a couple guys that had one good season. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. they're all. Maybe they're all. And I know, like the, the two the two kids, right? Um, oh God, Kyru, Kyru, and, and, and Tom, uh, Robert Thomas. Yeah. Um, I know they're having like like you know a little bit of struggle, um, and so I wonder if maybe I wonder if maybe because those kids got paid like that. Right, maybe the rest of the team is like looking at them, right? Or like, hey, you know, you got to step up if you're getting paid. Like, I don't fucking know, dude. I'm, we're all maybe. just speculating, right? Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's uh, so, something's up there. It's it's not good. And 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 honestly, Barube could easily, you know, the way that we deal with coaches and, and bad teams in the NHL, Barube could easily lose his job for something that's maybe even above his. You think he actually gets fired? No, I mean, this is the last time St. Louis was in a position like this, right? De- almost, de- I think they're, they're definitely dead last in the league, right? I think he gets a pass. I think, I think that cup run, that that cup win gives him fucking immunity. His own ticket. Yeah, I think, I think he's, you know, if he walks through, shit, he's been in worse situations before. He took over the last place Blues and then won the cup. Sure. Sure, but but it wasn't so, his voice before, right? So his voice fair. wasn't the losing voice. Uh, I I think that that buys him so much favor that it's he, he there's no way he gets axed. Sure, I I think I think it would be an absolute tragedy of a decision to make from Blues management if they decided that Barube was the problem in this whole situation because I don't because because it's not I don't think he is he's he's a good coach we've talked about it multiple times, um, but. This is this is what NHL teams do, right? Like they, it's too early in the year to go. Oh, we need to move Tarasenko. We need to move Ryan O'Reilly. We gotta, you know, figure out a backup goalie situation. Way too early. It's too early, Way right? Too early so, so you know, if, uh, if just from what we've seen in the past, right? Where's the first place that they go? They they look towards the coach, right? So I I'm not saying that it should happen. I'm not saying that it's gonna happen. But I'm saying there's a high possibility. Because of what we've seen in the past with these kind of situations, that Barube is the first axe, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, it's super interesting situation, and I think I think we're seeing this with a lot of the the West teams, right? There's definitely, I, I mean, you can look at the teams that aren't actually in the wild card, or, you know, aren't even in the wild card spot in the West. Uh, I could I could count you one, two, three, f- at least four that should have. You know, at the beginning of the season, we said should be battling for a wild card spot, if not in in those top eight spots, and and they're not even close, right? Like, you know, uh, Minnesota, I guess, is the closest one with eleven points to to twelve points for from Calgary, but um, you know, there's people that had Minnesota penciled in as almost a shoe in at the top of the Central, and um, you know, still plenty of time, right? I mean, we're eleven game, eleven, twelve. Still games early, game. but I mean, five, last ten games, five, four, and one is just not going to cut it. It's not, and, and you can't, you can't play five hundred hockey. Well, apparently in the West you can. In the West we can, right? Apparently in the West, you five hundred hockey is uh, technically a losing record. Technically, Calgary is 
five and seven, but this stupid league uh, rewards mediocrity and just playing sixty minutes. So, so Chicago, Chicago in that in that vein would also be five and seven. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago and Calgary, two very equal teams. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. I just you, you don't look at them on paper and say these are you know lost. One, I mean, shit, one overtime loss away, and Arizona is basically the same as those two. I the the fact that the Coyotes are not dead last in this conference is just I I don't know like I, it depends on how you take it. If you're a Coyotes fan, you were hoping they're you're you're furious. Like you want them dead last. You want them to win Connor Bernard, but at the same time, like if you're a like this is also most this is also very much overachieving. Sure. I, like this team should not be winning hockey games. I I'm in a weird so a little bit of a different thought process on that actually. Two game win streak for him too. Yeah, they beat up Buffalo pretty good tonight. Um, Unreal. Yeah, little 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 thought on them real quick before we yeah. kind of jump around a little bit. Um, I almost would rather see them in Chicago doing what they're doing right now, and then just dive halfway. And you know they will. And they and they will. Like the, the this the, the early part of the season is all about overreacting about a small sample size. Sure. Which, like that's what we that's what we do, right? And I think I think it's good for the fan base. I think it's good for some of the younger guys yeah. on that team, right? Like, you know, show them show them some good times before uh, shit. You know, we we get stuck in some quicksand, and, and Arizona ends up getting Connor Bedard, anyways. But yeah, um, right, yeah, it's just interesting. well with how the draft works. I mean, anybody can technically yeah, yeah fucking Chicago could still get them technically, right? it was upheld yeah basically um so let's okay let's go we we were talking before seattle is second in the pacific division second in the western conference uh eight four and two after tonight after they just whooped the shit out of the fucking predators oh my god like i mean granted Soros had a bad game and preds Um, Preds are on a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, slippery slope right now too yeah uh three six and one right now Saros is supposed to be good, but I mean, I think he let in four goals on five shots. Like it was, it was bad. I, I watched the whole. I watched probably I think the first two periods. Um, no reason to watch a second. It was pretty much over. You, you know why that? Um, you know why that happened? Why? So I have I have a rule for my fantasy teams. I okay. do not watch my goalies play. It's just a fucking okay. rule. I don't know. What, I don't know, remember how. It's just a superstition thing. I'm very stitious. Sure. Sure, and but you watch, but I watched because I wanted to watch because it's the Kraken, right? I'm going to watch the Kraken right. play. Uh, yeah, he just got fucking shelled, and I had everyone's texting me like, like people that know I have sorrows were like, "Ooh, yeah, that's not good, bro." I had one, you know, then everybody else is like, "Fucking Kraken or a wagon right now," like you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a whirlwind of emotions. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I, I do want to. There are some things I want to point out with the Kraken right now. Um that are kind of contributing to the success. First off, we have solid goaltending for the first time, what, arguably ever? Yeah, in franchise history. In franchise history. Um, before the mics even went hot, we were, we were joking. We were laughing that, you know, uh, they announced that Grubauer, he's back at practice. He's, he's talking, he, you know, he's, he's skating again. He's with the team. And cracking Twitter, uh, no loyalty to this guy. Why would they? He's just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be real good handing fucking Jones' water from the fucking bench. 
Like, anybody who thinks that he's going to come back and be the starter, it, the only reason to do that is because you're paying him, and that's not a reason to start somebody. He's already on the bankroll. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I, you're on a five-game winning streak. Yeah. Don't fucking mess with it. God, they better not, dude. Jones is, Jones is actually, like, we, we've seen this from Jones in the past. The problem is he gets in his head, and then he, you know, he starts dead to down himself. You know, we, we, there was a reason why he was the starting goaltender in San Jose for, what, two, three years? Mm-hmm. So I, he's not a bad goaltender. He has the ability to be good. It's just I, I think he's he had a crisis of confidence, and goalies are real head cases anyway. So I think it'll be interesting, and this, this happens a lot, right, is because he was penciled in as the backup, if he sees Grubauer over on that bench in his first start, it'll be really mm-hmm. interesting to see how he plays, right? Yep. Because Because, you know, It'll 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 really be a tell if he has a shit game when when Grubauer does come back because that there is that mental aspect to it right like the starter quote unquote is back right I could lose my job and then he's gonna be squeezing his fucking stick in his blocker way too fucking tight and yep. then he shits the pool in that game and then Grubauer you know lets in one less the next game and then. Uh, you know, Hackstall could just revert back to his Hackstall ways. Um, you know, and, and that's, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I agree. I just, there's absolutely no way you fuck with this formula right now. There's no way. You cannot fuck with it. No. you can, I mean, I'm almost, as much as I love my boy, Jared McCann, like, the fucking boys are buzzing without him. Yeah, it's true. Like maybe there maybe there was something to the idea of like he's just a defensive liability and he's only good for the power play. Um, yeah. Maybe there's something to that. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if that's what it is. I think I think these guys are just kind of playing. It's just tonight's game was, and it's it's been a lot. Are of you seeing games. where we're getting goals from right now? It's a fucking wave. It's literally like waves and waves and waves. Every fucking line, like it's just all of a sudden one line has a good fucking shift, right? Yep. And then that next line comes out, and it's like, hey, they had a good shift. We can also have a good shift. And then they fucking do the same thing. And they're just wearing these teams down because they are they are technically four lines deep. Mm-hmm. There's a four-line deep team, right? And they're yep. offensively four lines deep, uh, which is something they just didn't have last year, right? They were, they were you know, second, third, third liners throughout all four lines, which is okay. But this year, they mm-hmm. have Beniers's. They have Bur- Burakovsky's. They have... You know, I know Bjorkstrand's struggling a little bit, but like they just they have those guys that can put up some fucking points. Um, yep. You know, to actually have some offensive instincts, and so yeah, fuck, it's it, like it, it, the same thing. I, I think it was the I think it was the uh, Minnesota game too. It was just like bang, 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 fucking goals, right? It was just like yep. one shift, and then they fucking rocked it, and then you know maybe maybe a couple shifts they were you know here and there, but it was just like unrelenting. And did you? Okay, I got a question for it. Did you watch the Pittsburgh game, the recent, the most recent one? The three-two win. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I I want you to walk me through your thought process in this game because this was one of those games where it was fucking like it was a classic hockey game. Like you're coming from behind, you still got to get the determination. Like you're down. It's a, it was a fucking battle, mm-hmm. and they come back and win it three-two. Like that was not a oh uh, you know this is a bad team and we expected to win these games like that's a good fucking pittsburgh team yeah i think i believe those were it was it was one zero pittsburgh then it was then they mm-hmm. tied it up then i think it was 
But then I think Pittsburgh scored again. Yeah. Yeah, come from behind. Yeah, so then it was every time. Then it was two one, two two, three two. Yeah, it just it, it, so the the difference between this team this year and even in those first couple games, right? What what's the one thing that we said was was looking good on this Kraken team? Their fucking offense, right? Their yeah. offense was even was showing a ton of confidence in even their their struggles at the beginning of the year, right? They were out shooting. You're getting depth. You're getting depth scoring. Exactly. Uh, like you're getting you're getting it from every line. Like I think the winner the, who scored the the game winner in that Pittsburgh game was fucking Brandon Tanev. It was Tanev. Like, good think, for him. And I think even I think you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Geeky even fucking scored in that game, right? Like, yep. You know, uh, Geeky got another one tonight. Yeah, Geeky did have another one tonight. No, Geeky just had two assists. But I just I remember seeing Geeky the whole night, right? Like he just looked really solid all night. Um, actually, so it looks like so. Uh, I was wrong. So the Kraken actually went up 2-1. Um, yeah. But either way, they just, they're just they playing with confidence on all these teams to where they just don't... You can just tell the the vibe on the bench and the vibe from the players and things like that are just... They're never out, right? Mm-hmm. And you, just, you get that feeling because it's just one shift can go well and then it's just a fucking onslaught of... Roll them, dude. Fucking roll all four. You're going to wear these guys down. They're going to be in the offensive zone the whole fucking time. Martin Jones doesn't have to worry about half the fucking shots because they're, you know, they're out shooting these teams, right? Like they're just, they're, they're overpowering them right now. We're also getting scoring from the guys that we were expecting goals from in the first fucking place. Like Jordan Eberle is finally putting pucks in the net. I think he's he's feeling the pressure of Burakovsky and fucking Bjorkstrand coming on the team. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like my spots and fucking gone, right? And fucking I I need I want you to go off on this. Like Matty Beneers, I mean, this is this is the team's fucking captain, right? Yeah. Oh, oh 100%. There's just there's absolutely no watching this kid play, watching just kind of how he carries himself. Um he's 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 the energizer bunny, right? And this is what we've talked about a couple times with like World Junior stuff. Uh, you know th- those those world junior teams. I didn't watch a lot of the the University of Michigan team or anything like that, but I'm sure it's a lot of the same thing. He's just he's a leader. He has those leader qualities. He is a fucking buzzsaw on the ice, and it, and on top of that, he's scoring right. He's he's basically at a freaking point per game clip right now. Unreal. Right? It's just like he, he's the re- the only reason this kid doesn't have the C right now is because he's nineteen and it's for and it's his first year. Which we've seen them, we've seen. But he's playing, players. he's playing like I'm. You know, I I watch this kid and I get like, oh man, I, I'm trying to think of captains that like I get vibes because of this kid. Like I think of um, you know, like early Jonathan Tays. Um, I think of uh um, uh the the uh the L A Kings Brown was it? Oh, Dustin Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get vibes of him. Uh, just that that kind of like, will Manny Beniers be like you know the leading scorer every year? I don't, I don't know, but he's gonna be in the top three every year. Yeah, like he's gonna he's gonna be your rock. He's gonna be your core. Yeah, he's a, he's a really interesting player because he he you're right. He doesn't have this, and this is what they were saying on draft day. It's the, it's the exact same thing that that you're basically saying. He didn't have the top end elite skill of, of a Matthews or a fucking McDavid he was, or shit like this, right? Yep. But he makes he up was for the that. Best all around player, one hundred percent. And he he makes up for his lack of you know pure just 
craftiness skill like some of those players by being have. by being pretty good at everything not not elite but he's pretty good at everything like he's i wouldn't say that he's a defensive liability no i wouldn't say it, he he can support a play he can score goals when needed he's no is he going to be you know is he gonna fight for the rocket machard trophy every year probably not but i think when we when we get to prime matty Benier's years like we can expect him to be a 30 goal scorer every year yeah 100 percent. i think that's where the bar is set Am I wrong? No, I, I like we're at. This is his rookie season, and we are. How many games they got in? Fourteen. He's got fourteen games in. He got five goals. Okay, so at that pace, he's at. God, I'm not good at math. What would that be? I mean, it's essentially a third of the games. So I mean, you could look at you know say say twenty five to thirty. Yeah, so he's on a he's on a twenty five to thirty goal pace. I mean that, and that's his rookie year. You know, like once he gets some consistency and he gets bigger and he gets older and more mature and he understands how the how the league works, shit, man. I I mean, it's you you know maybe like a Max Pacioretty in terms of like, uh, in terms of like what you can expect for output every year. Yeah, I think I, I think just trying to think of players that he rem- I think Dustin Brown is a good it's a good yeah. comp. Uh, and Dustin Brown has some rings, so that's a fucking uh, pretty nice comp. Good comparable, um, yeah. I think just watching him, like his passion and just what he puts in every shift, he's busting his fucking ass. It's a Mark Stone type player, yeah. right? Just a, the energy, the energy, man. Right? And he's just he he puts just as much emphasis on defense as he does scoring goals and and and, and you know uh, making sure like he's just a fucking winner, dude. Like he he's in this team is just gonna add Shane Wright when he's ready to go. Like yep. get out. I mean that's 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 dynasty makeup. Right, that's dynasty makeup for this for for this league that we're in right now. Um, yeah, just imagine when like we've still got guys that have yet to step it up all the way. You know, yeah, sure. Like uh, you, we could we could still you know I think I know there's a few people out there that are still hopeful that Adam Larson you know kind of kind of takes a step. Um, he does have a very shiny plus eleven plus minus though. He has a good um, shot. He just he's a stay at home D, right? Like if yeah. he if he yeah. doesn't score any points every year for the rest of his mm-hmm. career, but he yeah. plays shut down defense like he is, you know, like he can. Um, yep. Fuck, he's he's as valuable. You're not going to draft a guy like that, right? You're gonna or, or you're gonna draft him later, but he's he's exactly what he needs to be. In order to win games, um, yep. So let the forward. I stare at I, I stare at this and I see. I think the only other two guys that I would want to see more goal, just just pure goal scoring from uh, Bjorkstrand, probably needs to step it up a little bit. I mean, he's he's playing fine hockey, you know. He's just, it's, it's just not showing up on his snake bitten. I think yeah, it's a little sna- snake bitten, but I wouldn't say he's playing bad by any means. Um, and Yanni Gord, I think Yanni Gord, uh, probably more than Bjorkstrand, has a little more pressure on him to put up uh, some goals um to to pick up scoring but but right now it doesn't really matter because you've got guys that are coming out of left field putting up goals like fucking uh uh Sprong is you know he's throwing in one every once in a while Carson Susie is stepping up into the play um fuck we've got goals from uh Borgen again Borgen scored today didn't he I think you're right yeah he did Will Borgen put up put up another one that pasty fuck that pasty little fucking weirdo yeah, yeah. He he put up another one this uh, uh recently. 
Um, Wenberg is, you know, getting into the play. Morgan Geeky is just breaking out. Four goals and four assists with a plus, a shiny team-leading plus 12. Morgan Geeky, as much as I like how much he's doing right now, he is the reason that Shane Wright's going to get sent back to the OHL. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were hoping that he was probably going to take that step back, but Shane is just... Now, um, there was the one night where they were, like, I think shane played on like a second or third line capacity he skated like 13 minutes a night he had a good night that that was the uh i think it was the cow was it the calgary game calgary or pittsburgh game yeah yeah i i do it was one of those games where maybe minnesota maybe minnesota oh it was minnesota yep yeah um yeah because it was just it was that game where it was like i don't think he even hit the score sheet uh, no, but he he was on a line that was very productive. God, yeah, and, and he he was he was on a line. He was, I think, yeah, he was like a plus three for the night. I think, um, his yeah. the line that he was on did quite well. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. you know, yeah. it's that's it's not nothing. It's not nothing. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, it sucks to say. I think if he's still practicing with the team, it's going to take a pretty serious injury for him to get regular minutes. Uh, yeah. Which would. Yeah. He needs he see I think this is maybe we haven't elaborated this a lot uh, as much as we should have probably but like the between the options of him going back to the AHL and staying with the Kraken I still say he stays with the Kraken but if it, but we, we, the, these are only two options like if the, if a third option was he goes to the AHL I'd probably lean that way yeah, 100% but he can't go to the AHL yeah no this is the- unless i somebody was digging into the rule book like if he's if he scratched a certain number of days he can go down there for like 14 games or days or something some weird fucking arbitrary ahl rule they can um, they can do yeah i think they can also do uh like baseball calls it uh designated for assignment or something like that right where you basically can send them down there to like if they had a quote-unquote injury right so you could be you could essentially like have him fake a fucking injury and send him down there right like um but yeah i i I don't know i'm I'm in this i'm in this weird boat where like look i'm not stupid i know the ohl isn't gonna be good for this kid like he's just gonna dominate and uh you know he's gonna feel like he wasn't good enough to make the nhl roster and blah 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 right like it's it can be deflating for him um but at the same time ohl is just not like ahl can toughen him up for sure um i don't i in to be fair i don't think i honestly don't think the ahl is the best development league i know that that sounds strange because that's usually where nhl teams send players to develop but i like honestly i think shane wright could like use a year maybe it makes me sound like a red wings homer but he needs to go play in like sweden or something for a year yeah i don't know what the rules are there i don't know if it, yeah i mean you're just saying in theory right like yeah, in theory. It, it, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think that I think that, and that's the benefit of some of those leagues, right? Like Cider and Raymond, and um, you know some of those guys that come over. After. They've been playing against adults, right? Like, and some of those guys are pretty damn good, right? Like they're, they're, oh, they're yeah. you know, so um, yeah. And and I know people. What would you What would you say in terms of? Because and this actually is is more information for me too. Like an AH an AHL team compared to like one of those swedish professional teams are they comparable like on any given night can one of those swedish pro teams play against an ahl team roster this is just completely off the hip but i'm gonna throw out just the best leagues so i think it's nhl i think it goes khl is just slightly below that Uh, there are some very good players in the khl 
Um, and then I, and then honestly, like, well, they're about, they're, they're, they're about to lose a lot of, well, yeah, it's like the fifth or sixth best. They're they're getting drafted, but not in a good way. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They sent them all over to, uh, play in Ukraine. Congratulations, comrade. You've been drafted. I go to the show. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Whatever you want to call the, uh, Eastern front line of Ukraine. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. So, uh, so yeah, I would, I would go NHL. I'd go KHL, and then I would, I would honestly, I'd put the SHL and the AHL on the same level. I think for for different okay. reasons. Um, SHL, I think, you know, has has some guys who very similar to the AHL, right? They just couldn't quite crack the NHL um, mm-hmm. and would rather play in Sweden than fucking Russia, right? Uh, right, you know, and so, uh, but then, but then they have that good mix of some of these young guys who are just kind of seasoning a little bit, and then they're going to head to the NHL, right? Which is what the AHL mm-hmm. does also have. Um, so I think, I, I think, you know, AHL might be slightly higher than the SHL, but I think, you know, as for development, okay. right? I think it's SHL, uh, kind of a wash, yeah, kind of a wash. So okay, and that, and that, I mean, that's good. I, I know you said that's off the hip, but that's kind of to me because I, I've never really. Never really put much thought into whether one league is comparable enough or another. Yeah. So yeah. that is interesting. Okay. Um, I think we've sucked the Kraken off sufficiently. Slurped it. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're good. I, I, I think that I think that we can just wrap that up. They're good. They're playing well right now. Um, pretty good considering they're missing a couple key guys that we thought were key. You know, uh, Donskoy and McCann are down. Um, they're, it's, it's all coming together. And tonight was just an absolute ass-kicking. Like. Yeah. You're up four nothing. All you had to do was hold the lead, and they did. I, so, I will eat. Um, I will eat one crow. Okay. Uh, Matt Jones, or yeah, just Jones. I didn't. I didn't think you had it in you. Um, Fuck, I didn't either. So nope. good. Good. good thought on we him. were fucked. I, I, yeah, I thought the Kraken were fucked. Jo- Joey Decord came in. You know, I know he had he had an okay game, but he just played like a backup. Um, so yeah, luckily Jones. Sorry, Martin Jones. I don't know why I said Matt Jones. Uh, hmm. But I will not apologize to Hacksaw yet, so. No, I, I still don't think that it's... Uh, this team has turned around. It turned itself around. I don't think Hackstall is going to get any fucking credit on this. Hacks, um, Hacks, it's not yeah, the easy, It's not like he shook up the roster right. or anything. Right. Exactly. All he, had to do, he, 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 all he had to do was just put in the only goalie that he could play, right? Instead right. of having to make an actual coaching decision. Yeah. Right. Like oh well, he's fucking brilliant. Oh, no, he's he's still a hack. And uh, until until I can be convinced otherwise, unless the players come out there and they're like, yeah, he he really motivated me to fucking stop sucking. Like okay, maybe sure, but until that time, I'm not gonna buy that. But chance he um, called a, he called an he called a very really clutch overtime or uh, timeout. So great. Well, I mean. I, I know a thing or two about NHL level coaching decisions. So now you do. Uh, remember, remember, Wells. There was this one time uh, when I was coaching the U of I hockey. Dude, <laughs> as you roll your eyes because you haven't heard this story like nineteen fucking times. <laughs> and what's next on the agenda? <laughs> we fucking it, it, this every time we get fucking hammered. Wells, I was down in my car, all right? Okay, uh, I was coaching the U of I team. We were terrible. We lost the last game ten to three. This is bad. We were terrible, as always. All right? Put in the backup goalie. I was like, fuck it. This will motivate the team. Put in the backup goalie. We're up 4-2 to two going into the third. 
we were down ten to three, but now we're up four <laughs> two. That was that was the game the night before. <laughs> going to the lock, going to the locker room. All right, my away, my my backup goalie that I started the first two period, he's crying. Okay, and I go to my starting goalie and I say, hey, "How you feeling?" And he's just got ice water in his veins. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm feeling good." So I make an NHL level coaching decision and I put in my starting goaltender for the third period. We didn't get a single shot on goal that period. They got 24 shots on us, and he stopped every single fucking one of them. <laughs> Dude, what's funny about this story is every time I hear it, it literally goes for, like, two hours. So, like, it'll start up, and then it's like, it's like, dude, should we get some shots? And then we go get some shots. And then, like, yes. there's a different story at the bar while we're getting shots. And then it's like, okay, now, like, now that we have our shots. Right. Here, tell it again. Yeah. Tell it again. Start from the beginning. <laughs> So we walk, we get into the rink, okay? We just saw, we just saw two, we just saw all the Boise players making out with each other. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, good for them. It's 2022, whatever. We're just going to play hockey at you now. We're just going to play. <laughs> I don't, that didn't happen. I, that, that I saw anyway. Well, yeah. Every, anything goes in a hockey locker room, right? So that is, that is very true. Um, looking ahead for the Seattle Kraken, uh, they have a pretty nice schedule for the rest of the month. Um, they've got four home games coming up, Minnesota, Winnipeg, New York, and LA all at home. Um, no, you know, New York might be a tough test, but even New York's kind of, uh, not New Yorking, if that makes any sense. off a little bit. Um, they're not, they're not necessarily playing to the level that we were all hoping, uh, or thinking for them. Um, LA is going to be a decent game. That'll be a, you know, I, surprisingly enough, LA and Seattle might be battling for some positioning here. Um, play them twice this month. Uh, Minnesota also, uh, Minnesota is going to be looking to try to gain some ground, uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. So some, some Western conference rivals in New York will be a good test, but these are all home games. Uh, you were mentioning before they had a, uh, cracking over 500 at home now. Yeah. Three, three and something three, three and one. Okay. Okay, so I'm getting a little better. They seem to have a little better trip on the road. Um, winning, how long was that last road trip they were on? Three games, four games? Three games, winning three of three against, you know, Calgary, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Not bad. So, uh, you know, they've got they've got some four opportunities here coming up. Uh, five, five games, a five-game homestand. Minnesota, Winnipeg, New York, L.A., and San Jose. Mm. Then they head to they head to Vegas, go to Anaheim and L.A. to finish out the month. Yeah. A lot of L.A. So, what's that? Yeah, yeah another L.A. Cali, big Cali. A lot of Cali. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, as far as shit, they can lose a lot of these. So the next month they 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 play a lot of East Coast teams. Um, Shit, man, you rack up a lot of these. You you rack up a lot of these conference points. I know because it's. I mean, the NHL specifically has designed this to where, like, because you play your Pacific Division rivals so much, those games are actually kind of more important uh, in terms of like getting you into the playoffs. Because like, if you can just whoop up on your Pacific, if you can just whoop up on your division teams, you've got a decent shot of making the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. You know, so. Um, instead of, you know, losing to random teams that are coming from the other conference. So, uh, things are looking up for the Seattle Kraken. Yep. Well, it's going to be a good good little test. 
Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Well, and hopefully they can keep the winning streak alive. Uh, speaking of, uh, we already talked the blue about the blues a little bit sucking. Um, we did want to, cause we, we've got, we've got a couple listeners on the show that, uh, follow the Preds. Um, the, the, we, we talked a little about them before, but God, this team just can't get it together. Um, I, I feel like they're missing like a heart and soul. Yeah. It's just a bunch of, it's just a collection of guys that are going onto the ice and there's just real no motivation uh, I we talked about it before. This team was only being held together last year by Yossi and Soros, and now that they're not playing well, or at least not playing to an elite level, um, God, we're really seeing this team fall apart. Yeah, and and again, I think this is one of those teams like, especially with the West being so wide open, right? They yeah. they kind of well, they, they've kind of had these like really nice games, and then all of a sudden they just get absolutely shelled in the first period by the Seattle Kraken, right? Like, that's just kind of kind of their season so far is just very, like, up and down, very wishy-washy. Um, so I think... I'll, but that's not, that's not how you make the playoffs. That's not how you make the playoffs. Like, as much as, as we're kind of joking about, like, you know, some of these teams that are surprising a little bit, right? They're a little better than we thought. Like, uh, some yeah. of these teams that are worse than we thought, like, the start to the season actually is more important than we think like we always we, we, we oh, talk absolutely about that, right? like, yeah um and so yeah it's... you'd rather have a cushion than digging yourself out of a hole exactly unless you're buffalo because you just like to you know have a cushion and then just dig yourself a hole. it's like like phases of the moon you just know they're gonna storm out of the gate and then be terrible yeah, it's uh yeah you can read it like the fucking tides right something like that um, yeah, exactly. this team is just, I, I, I think they still are there. I, I also do think that they were definitely punching above their weight class last year. Um, I don't, it's just a little, so, but for some heroics from, you know, a few key guys, sure, you know, sure. the fact that Yossi and Soros were in discussions for both the, the Norris and the Vezina respectively. Sure. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think we probably set some pretty high standards for this team that, in reality, I mean, even on paper, right? Like, Matt Duchesne had a fucking career year last year too, right? Like, there's just a lot of guys on this team that needed to have that kind of a season in order for this team to be where it was last year. Um, right. So th- there's still plenty of time for them to kind of figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it's not great right now. So, no. Um, Nope. Yeah, we'll see what happens with these guys. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they can get together for uh, for Miller's sake. Um, few key uh, things in the news we wanted to hit on real quick. Uh, well, not real quick. We can go into a little bit. We got some time. Uh, Evander Kane. We we mentioned that kind of earlier in the show. Evander Kane getting cut by a skate in today's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think Patty Maroon's skate caught him. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, pretty dangerous, and ugh, I mean, even for somebody that we despise, such as Evander Kane, um, God, he went he went down. The hit was, you know, I mean, not great. Like he went down awkwardly, but the hit wasn't the problem. Is that Maroon, through no intention of his own, um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say stepped on his wrist, mm-hmm. like just as his glove kind of like went up to like the unprotected wrist. Um, in any case, Kane goes off, you know basically holding his wrist trying to keep blood in because it's just pouring out mm-hmm. um scary situation because i mean if if kane cut any ligaments or something fuck 
that's you know a year's worth of rehab relearning how to use your fucking hand yeah which is not good for kane which i mean i guess we don't really care about uh but also not good for the fucking edmonton oilers yeah it's one of those like you know that's that depth scoring that they desperately needed definitely uh i i I truly think like i'm not someone to wish complete harm onto people there's definitely people who like probably need like a a gut punch or something right but um yeah i mean this is it's just one of those freak accidents right like it's just a totally was it's just totally was it's just one of those things pat maroon didn't even know he did anything to it right yeah oh yeah pat Pat maroon probably had to see the fucking video in order to know that he actually was the one that you know whose skate caught his wrist right um right you know so yeah it's just and it's just even though it's kane nobody deserves that kind of shit right who who knows who knows what the extent to that injury is going to be uh but yeah super scary we uh, honestly we're very fortunate in this game that this doesn't happen more often Mm-hmm. Um, I think we get very lucky that this is kind of more of a, you know, I, I wouldn't even say it's once a year. I think, I think it's very, it's pretty, very rare. it's pretty rare, which is, you know, good. Uh, a lot of people I talk to that don't really know hockey say it's just a sport with knives on your feet, right? Like I mean, if you think about it like that, right? Like we should see a lot of fucking more, razor blades, fucking yeah. razor blades, man. Um, Especially when you get into the show when your skates are sharpened every game. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I, someone was, someone was, uh, they posted a video of like. Uh, someone someone came up and just basically you know the new blades now they can just you just pop them out real quick and put yeah. new ones in it's super easy. Uh, yeah. Someone kind of like a disposable razor exactly. Yeah. And someone at, someone at work who doesn't really know hockey was like, I saw a video of this man. It's like it's crazy. Like they just like they just you know get a new one. And I was like, yep. yeah. I was like this kind of came out right like right as we were. Uh, I think we were in eh, right before college. I think they were really starting to kind yeah. of come around. But um, yeah. Right, so hopefully hopefully. Hopefully Kane's okay. I mean, you don't want to see that. Um, hopefully for the Oilers, he's okay. Um, you know, yeah, that's all. That's I mean, not that not all. that I wish two greatest things for the Edmonton Oilers, but yeah, sure. I mean, that's as nice as I'm going to be today. Especially now that they're, especially now that the Kraken are battling them for second place. So, yeah, that's as nice. As, but yeah, that's that's pretty good. Nice uh, but now week. we can now we can talk about somebody that we don't need to be nice to. Um, Recently in hockey headlines, uh, the Boston Bruins made the very regrettable and unfortunate and, frankly, retarded uh, decision to sign Mitchell Miller, not Mitchell Marner. I said Marner. I could hear it. I know. It was. It was. So I, when I learned about this, I, I rose out of bed and I saw that Bruins signed Mitchell Marner. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is what is happening? Um uh yeah no it it was uh mitch mitchell miller uh signed with boston uh for those who are not familiar mitchell M- miller uh was drafted initially i think in the what the first round mm, that's a great question he was he was he was the coyotes first overall pick that yes I but i think the coyotes were missing two uh, first because they got they lost their they lost their first round pick yeah so, so he was there for yeah, it was their first pick of the draft, which is ironic because they they lost their true first pick, um, and it comes out you know very quickly afterward that this kid has a has a shitty past when he was a kid, uh, well fourteen, uh, used to bully a disabled uh, a black kid, and you know not only making fun of him for uh, uh, his disabilities but for his skin color, um, not not a great kid, and uh, I definitely do fall into the camp of. 
people do deserve second chances and if he was genuinely upset about this and if he was genuinely sorrowful and apologized in like a believable way i think that there you know it, look this is the nhl the the minimum on getting away with doing something wrong and being forgiven is very low right okay like you got to do the bare minimum for your team you know say you're sorry but make a public apology and score 20 goals and people could give two fucks less that's just how this league works but um this kid hasn't done fuck all like the the most recent shit that i've seen is that he reached out to the kid that he bullied when he was 14 and like sorry so has nothing to do with hockey by the way <laughs> yeah on, on an instagram message for what i heard yeah, on Instagram, he reaches out to him and say, hey, by the way, I'm really sorry about how I bullied you uh, incessantly and probably made you want to kill yourself for a long time uh, when we were 14 and 15. Uh, by the way, this has nothing to do with the fact that I'm getting tremendous PR pressure to apologize and make things right with you. Mm-hmm. BT dubs. Yeah. LOL. Heart, heart, heart. M- Mitchell Miller. And then the Bruins were looking over the shoulder and they were like, yeah, that looks good. Let's go ahead and get this contract signed. That looks great. Let's go ahead and it get looks this looks so signed. good. Uh, yeah. You are brilliant. You are forgiven, for sure. Uh, I hate that... Uh, what's it, What's the GM there? Cam... Uh, ne- Neely? Cam Neely. Uh, I, I really don't like Cam Neely's fucking excuse for this of like, he literally just played dumb. He's like, "Yeah, we we probably should have reached out to the family." We probably- well, from what I from what I was watching on his interview, he kind of just blamed it on his team. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, we they didn't they didn't." He almost is like, "Yeah, I had no idea about any of this." Yeah, I just and they, they they probably should have looked into this and probably found out more. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, how removed are you from this situation? It's ridiculous, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. It it just it shows zero remorse right like he no he he's not remorseful like what, what was he doing instead right like i don't know what a gm does on a day-to-day basis he's had he, this mitchell miller has had a year to fucking make things right like if he was like if he gets drafted and the coyotes you know because the, the coyotes took shit about it and they they ended up giving up the pick and not signing him uh like this kid has had a full fucking year to do damage control even from a strict like he's already a pile but like even from a strict like okay i gotta do damage control and make my image better he's had a full fucking year to figure this out oh so he's not even like faking it good chance he 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 did a little bit of time at a soup kitchen and he, he great you know yeah it's just this kid it's ridiculous it's honestly it's ridiculous it's and good on good on Honestly, like, you know, the Boston Bruins community, right? Like, Boston Bruins fans even were like, fuck this, dude. Like, this is bullshit. We don't want this kid here. And that's saying a lot because Boston people are just fucking scum. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean. <laughs> just fucking scum of the air. I wasn't going to say it, but. No. I was, <laughs> no, I just. I, I mean. But, I, was th- I was thinking it. You said it. But you, you, uh, I mean, you know, my PR team, my PR team chance right uh we're supposed to look into what i was saying about the boston fans and you know i i don't know apparently apparently the only research he did was watch the departed nine times and then the town right after that 
And uh, yeah, you could from those two movies, you could see how people in Boston are shit. I mean, but but in in general, I think I think Boston fans are very they're very in tune with their teams, right? They're very like they're, yes, they're, that's very they're true. pretty they're diehard diehards. Fans. They're they're pretty you know pretty hardcore, especially to their own players and things like that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was good to kind of see the fan base just go, no, we don't want this fucking kid either, right? Like this right. kid sucks. Uh, the team, even you know you, you know the the whole team was basically like, no, he's he's. He's not welcome on this team. This team is literally fucking leading the league right now. Why the fuck did yeah. we just do this to ourselves, right? Like, right. Uh, just a lot of stupid. Uh, the dumbest PR, like the dumbest, like why, why do this? Why do this right yeah. now? Like, what's the motivation here? They think that maybe like it was gonna slide under the radar and they were gonna like stash them in the AHL for a little bit that or had something. To be like, it, right? That had to be. Like, it. I, I need to. I almost want to know what this kid's stats are. Like, is this? Is Mitchell Miller fucking really good at hockey? How, how because I, look it up and tell you? I can't. There's no way that the, he like if he's at. I'm gonna be really mad if like he if he doesn't have fucking like whatever league he's in leading numbers right now. I, I there's there's just no excuse. Here's there's no excuse. Here's why. So in the USHL, which uh, as you know is kind of it's a league that's coming up a little bit, um, but it's nothing like basically. Um, who is it? It's the fucking Chicago Steel, basically, just run away with this league every fucking year. Um, okay. It, it, it's not a bad junior league. It's just not great. It's not the elite. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, WHL is much, much better than this league. Um, he did yeah. have thirty or er, 39 goals, 83 points in 60 games. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it, that's promising. Sure. How old is he? He's got to be 20. Yeah, 20. 20 huh yeah 510 190 he apparently plays d i did not know that um mm, that isn't that is different yeah yeah i mean i you know as for as a young prospect i, I again I, I mentioned it before the the bar in this league is so low on what we'll tolerate and to to a degree th- this is this is not me making any defense for this kid but what i'm saying is is like at the end of the day this league is all about we don't care what you are on and off the ice. We care about your or we don't care about what you are off the ice. We care about your on ice performance. You know, it, it's we don't care about religion you are. We don't care about what you believe or anything like that. If we're seeing that from I mean, this league invites scumbags back all the time yeah. as long as they can fucking play hockey. I'm not saying that's a good thing, um, but at the end of the day, this is a the, professional sports are this where. You would you pretty much ignore their personal life and only care about their on field on ice performance. Um, I'm not saying that that's the right way to do it, but I'm saying that is that that is by nature professional sports, the best of the best, regardless if they're good people or not. The only way that the um, only way that there's an exception to that is if they're that good, right? I mean, that's yeah, and and yeah. so yeah, so it's just it's unfortunate that Boston's. You know, Boston's. What, what would this be? Recruiting, right? Recruiting team was basically like, let's go scouting, scouting team. Yeah. Like, let's go, let's go watch this kid and see if if it's something that we can just try to fucking squeeze in, and nobody's going to mm-hmm. notice. And you know, maybe right. Bergeron, who has been here forever, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't even notice if the kid played on the fourth line or something, right? Like, D- it didn't, it didn't, it didn't help that the entire Bruins locker room was like, yeah, we don't want this fucking yeah. kid. But yeah, I mean, in the end, the right decision was made. Um, 
in re- in reality, right? Like we should like you should just forget about this kid, right? This kid doesn't deserve even the negative. Attention no, he's he, he's he's tarnished, and it's an unfortunate. Like if I'm looking at it from a cold PR standpoint, of like he's he's not in the league. Like it's not like uh, it's not like an Evander Kane thing where Evander Kane scored thirty goals or Patrick Kane. Fuck Patrick Kane's another great example. Like. You know, he, he's already been accused of rape once. I don't know. I think he paid out a settlement on that to make that go away. Um, and then the cabbie incident, obviously. Um, like, these guys, aren't, these guys aren't saints by any means. Like, they're, they're in the league not because they're morally upstanding. They're in the league because they're fucking good at hockey. Yeah. And, and that's not a, just a hockey thing. That applies to every sport. Yeah. They're, they're not there because, we, oh, we, you know, because he, he serves at soup kitchens. He's there because they can fucking smack the ball out of the fucking arena. They're there because they can throw the ball 100 yards. They're there because they can fucking put up 30, 40 goals a year. Yeah, I think I think what's, you know, and, and not to, you know, I think I think what makes this different in Boston's eyes and the reason that they even go through with this is, you know, it, it, what makes it worse, to be honest with you, is, yeah. is this kid is a prospect even, right? Yep. Like he, like you could be signing him, you could be dealing with all this bullshit, and this kid doesn't even fucking crack the AHL. And like, what no. is the benefit here? I, there's just there is no benefit. I don't. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, why why step on this PR landmine? Right. For it. Like it's not like yeah. it's it's not like you sign this kid and he's immediately on the roster. No, because the U- USHL, like, I mean, we'd have to look up the numbers and stuff, but the amount of like you know full-time nhlers that come out of that league can't be that high dude can't can't be, be that high so There's you're no just way. you're taking the bullet directly directly from that league directly sure like you it's just you can't like why are you taking the bullet for this kid like what why was this ever even an option right like i, I don't know man maybe maybe boston's development systems depleted like do they have any guys in the wings I mean, that's that's got to be it right i mean that's they're they're trying to find the next, you know, diamond in the rough, right? And so maybe they went and they were like, oh, this defenseman has 83 points in 60 games for a league that, fuck, you know. Sure. Uh, I mean, there's kids that have come out of here. Like, I think, I don't think they've quite hit the league yet recently, but like Coronado and there's there's kids that are, that are pretty decent that go through the USHL, but it's not... There's, it's not a it's not a league known yeah, for like massive development. So yeah, so many risks for this kid signing. No, they it's they they they, they shouldn't it. They should just that, that it was a very dumb Fire. thing. And Cam and Cam took whether it's genuine or not. I, the, Cam took the approach of like almost flabbergasted of like he sold his team out a little bit. He's like, oh, you know, I. It almost seemed like he just rubber stamped something that they told it. Yo, this Mitchell kid's good, and Cam didn't even fucking know who he was. Um, so, I don't know. In- yeah, probably. Maybe. Everyone knows who, who knows. he was. Because Coyote's got... In any case, the, 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 the planets have realigned. Uh, Mitchell is, is now still undrafted and not with an NHL team. Um, or I think the paperwork still hasn't been filed. He might still be with Boston, but they, they still got to figure things out. Um, I don't know. I, short of a massive apology tour, uh, in some sort of maya copa uh and and some time mixed in uh, i don't see this kid ever making the show real real quick on last thing on this kid so this yeah. whole thing goes down i think he he was you know prosecuted and shit 
he would ride his fucking bike past the family's house after the verdict came out to uh, just just ride ride his bike past the house. He wasn't trying to intimidate them or anything. Is what he said. <laughs> he would ri- like at, like so so there was a court hearing. You're telling me, and after after the hearing, he would ride his bike. He past was found. House? Yeah, so he was found guilty, right? And yeah. then he would ride his bike past their house, and he he didn't see anything wrong with it. Like he was basically like he he was like trying to intimidate them and shit. Kid, yeah, he was kid, he was butthurt. He was butthurt that they told on they tattled on for him being a, a racist fucking disability abuser. <laughs> what a pile of shit! He's such a piece of shit, dude. Oh. That's serial killer shit, dude. I'm surprised. Like someone's got to check his fucking locker in the USHL Tri City. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Just make sure there's that's no really fucking animals up. in there. There's no kittens. Jesus Christ. Okay, um, let's move on to something happier and a little more lighthearted. Uh, re- most recently, um, with so we all know that Eugene Melnick, uh, R.I.P., uh, passed away uh, about a year ago or so, um, leaving uh, kind of a hole uh, in the ownership of the Senators and kind of their their future undetermined. Uh, now it, it officially came out that the Senators were up for sale. Uh, available, and uh, it sounds like the front runner for that is none other than Deadpool, Ryan Ryan Reynolds, the uh, the, the 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 Greek god of uh, sarcastic humor in Hollywood. Um, arguably one of my favorite actors, uh, it, definitely in the top ten. Uh, this guy, he already owns he already owns a fucking soccer team, doesn't yeah. he? It's pronounced okay. Sorry, uh, fucking. I, to borrow a joke from Daniel Tosh, uh, Americans don't care about soccer unless the stands collapse and half of Europe dies. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's no thanks. I don't. There's there's no reason I need to sit there for eighty minutes and watch a game end zero zero. It's like it's like watching baseball. God forbid they pitch a no hitter. You just watch two guys play catch for two hours. <laughs> Tell us how you really. Um, feel. Yeah, yeah, I got some pretty strong opinions on that. Um, but in any case, so Ryan Reynolds uh, kicking tires on it. He recently made a joke that he's going to need a sugar daddy or a sugar mama to go in with him uh, to buy the team. Um, I think he'd probably buy it himself, but, uh, you know, that he doesn't want to foot the bill by himself, and that's understandable. Um, but apparently this guy has deep ties. Like, there's even a fucking road that's named after him in Ottawa. Um, I didn't know. Is he actually Canadian? I was going to ask you. I don't know. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds is actually Canadian. It's probably something we could easily Google search. Why? Why would? Why would we use technology? It's evil. Canadian actress. There you go. Canadian American actor. There you go. He was at the game tonight too. Born in Vancouver, Canada. Ah. Should be a Canucks fan then. Yeah. Nobody is a Canucks fan right now, so. No. <laughs> I guess nobody's an Ottawa fan either right now, so... No, no, apparently not. So, but anyway, he, uh, he will, uh... God, Vancouver, really? Good for him. Um, picking that up. I, uh, this is probably one of... It goes back to where we're talking about. Ottawa is definitely in Canada, and I... It's hard to feel bad for any team, and even the worst team in Canada is going to still have a pretty strong fan base, so... It's not, it's not like the Florida Panthers or the Coyotes where they can make the playoffs, you know, 10 years in a row and still not be good, uh, or not fill the stands but uh i think this is a good thing for the ottawa centers they've uh, it's arguably you could say of all the canadian teams they're the one that's been struggling the hardest in terms of like organization and management and just 
overall getting their shit together, mostly because of the wackiness. Like, you know, I'm, I'm half tempted to think that Eugene Melnick was like a Batman villain. Uh, you know, <laughs> was. Bane's. Yeah, exactly. He's he fucking fires a gun at somebody and it just has a stick that says bang. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it, I think it's a good thing. If, if Ryan Reynolds actually gets involved with this, even if he goes in halvesies or three-way or whatever uh, with somebody and, and becomes a co-owner of this team, it, it could breathe new life into the Senators organization, uh, and it would also make sure that the, at the Senators stay in Ottawa, whereas because there were multiple rumors that a lot of the other potential investees uh, or buyers were uh, were thinking about moving the franchise. So... Um, I, I certainly don't want another team leaving Canada. Uh, it, it is Canada's sport at the end of the day. Um, I understand why there's a more American teams than there are Canadian teams. There's just more people in the United States. Um, you know, you can't, you can't give fucking, uh, Regina its own NHL team. You're just, you're just not going to get enough people. So, I mean, I get it. I understand. But at the end of the day, um, it is Canada's sport. And even though they only have a fraction of the teams that the U S does, uh, there's probably more fans, of those six teams in Canada and there are the fans in the lower 48. So, um, I think, I think keeping the team in Canada is going to be a good thing. And I think Ryan Reynolds, uh, being involved, like, you know, he puts his face on everything that he's in aviation, gin, mint mobile, the soccer team out there. He's, he's not afraid to put his face on it. So I I think uh, mixing in a little Ryan Reynolds, uh, some, some fun and levity into the NHL is definitely a good thing. Yeah. One hundred percent, I think would be great. I'm, I'm with you. I think Ryan Reynolds would definitely. Uh, he brings that kind. Of, he just kind of has that swagger to him, right? You watch. Oh. You watch some of his. Uh, you watch some of his interviews and stuff like that. I mean, he goes on Fallon and all that shit. He's just. He's so yeah. smooth, dude. Like it's just yeah. not something oh. we really have. Like we don't have like cool people that are in ownership spots, right? Like no, everybody. Remember when everybody just flipped their shit when. Uh... Is it Ken Ham, John Ham, John Ham, the guy in Mad Men? Mm-hmm. Like he came out of the fucking woodwork when the playoff when the Blues were on the playoff run to the Cup. He came out of the woodwork and finally recognized himself as a Blues fan, and everybody just went fucking ape shit. Like the even the NHL was surprised. They're like, "Holy shit, we've got a Hollywood celebrity actively going out and saying that they're a fan of our sport. We got to get him to do voiceovers and shit." And they, and he did like literally on a dime. They went up to went up to him and then he like announced like the the pre like intro for the blues. I haven't seen that, but that's pretty sick. Yeah, it was like during the playoffs, like he he voiced, um, like he he was even they they called Tarasenko the tank and Senko hates that. But anyway, yeah, he he did the voice for that, like the the pre like montage before the game started. That's pretty sweet. Um, during the during those playoffs, so. Um, getting more celebrities involved in the NHL in a, in a natural way is good for the sport. Like forcing it, like, God, I, I cringe every time LA brings Snoop Dogg to a fucking hockey game. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, he doesn't watch a single fucking game outside of the ones that he's paid to go to. You know, it's just, it's, it's so cringe and it's, it's just not, ugh. Like if there, you've got an actual fan of the sport like the Rangers, fucking Rangers have so many goddamn celebrity fans. It's ridiculous. Um, so this is a good thing, and I don't think that there. I I can't name any other Ottawa celebrities that uh, follow the team. Actively. I don't know if there are any other Ottawa celebrities. I'm not sure. 
Who's our who's the Seattle? I mean, we're only a year and a half in, but uh, do we have any? Have we have we had any celebrities that come out and said that they're fans of the Kraken? I mean, like Macklemore and Lynch, and I think those guys are like part owners, right? Aren't they, or something like that? And yeah, I think they're contractually obliged to be yeah, fans of the team. Wells. <laughs> I th- I think they legally have to be fans. <laughs> probably watches from the fucking golf cart. Like if he's like if he's seen with a jersey of another team, like I think he can get sued. So uh, probably I I don't know I don't know. Uh, who's the what's the doctor show? The 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 doctor fucking, show Grey's Anatomy. I'm sure. Is that, oh, the cast. Yeah, the, the, all the cast is big fans. That's all I know. Okay. Okay. I, I, what about um? Oh, what about the uh the guy that does the the goal song? Come on, walk into this joke, please. Walk into this oh, joke. Man. I don't know. It's too fucking late at night for me. Oh, he was the lead. He's the lead singer in Nirvana. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. He he's got to be a big fan, right? Yeah, they bring him to every game. <laughs> 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 Wheel him out. <laughs> Wave his hand for him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Kirk, what do you th- what do you think that we did with our with your song? Ah. <laughs> it's like a weekend at Bernie's situation. Yeah. Should put some glasses oh, on him, it'll be fine. He can't put on glasses. The shotgun ruined all of it. His skin is deteriorating. Yeah, just throw him on. <laughs> he doesn't have a face. <laughs> That's cool. Put a put what put I, a buoy fucking hell. Put a buoy hat on him. Put a could bring in. Uh, could bring in. Oh oh, maybe Courtney Love is is a big fan. Probably not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the woman that many think killed him. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's. She's she's probably one of those people that just you know whatever team Kurt Cobain likes he she just hates it. She comes out there just blitzed his fight like Kurt. Kurt was always a huge fan of the Kraken. <laughs> Back in 1991. Fuck. Jeez, uh, that got dark. Okay, that got dark real fast. Yeah, that got that got really dark. Let's let's get into something a little lighter. Uh, end of the show here. Um, we, we've, we've been wanting to talk about fantasy hockey for a little while now. Let's finally get into it. We got time. Uh, we got some trades to talk about. Uh, I just, I just accepted a trade recently. Um, I was offered, it's controversial trade. And by controversial, I mean that Devin wanted to veto it because it might not work out well for him as I play him this week. Uh, Uh, so I'm in a, I'm currently in a situation. I, I, I ran through my, uh, my, my list uh, when we first started. I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, I still got Mark Scheifele. I dropped Shane Pinto tonight. I uh, ended up picking up, uh, oh, what's his name? And I want actually your opinion on this fella because he's been sitting on our waiver wire for a while because nobody's had the balls to pull the trigger on him. Uh, Gabriel Velarde. Oh, yeah. Kings. Uh, yeah, Kings. Uh, skating on a line with Anze Kopitar, first line. Uh, nine goals, five assists. In 14 games. Yeah, 23, man. Unreal. Is this is this kid on a left field, or...? Uh, he's a pretty... I think he was a first-rounder for them. 
Um, okay. He's just needed a little extra seasoning. He's finally coming onto the yeah, scene. Just needed okay. a little extra seasoning. Uh, yeah, I, I remember who I was talking to, some some Kings fan, and they were basically just you know they've just been kind of waiting for him, waiting for yeah. him to figure it out. And fuck yeah, he's he's caught some fire. So doing good, doing good. Okay, so uh, Mark Scheifele, uh Gabriel Velarde, Sam Bennett still sticking around. Matthew Kachuk suspended. Jason Robertson, Chris Kreider, Andrew Mondiapani, who's going to be axed here soon. Uh, Moritz Sider, Brandon Montour, Jared Spurgeon, who's recently joined my team. He's, he always seems to find a way onto my teams every year. <laughs> it's like a fucking bad hey, how, penny. How'd you get here? Yeah, it's he just, I just go onto my roster one day. How the fuck did I get Jared Spurgeon again? Don't didn't draft him. I didn't pick him up or anything. He's you, just go, you, you go just, to sleep and your alter ego fucking picks him up. You go on, you go into the activity. It just says Jared Spurgeon has joined your team. <laughs> like I had, like I had no choice in the matter. <laughs> oh okay. Oh okay. Well, welcome to the team, Jared. Uh, John Klingberg. After I dropped him, he's now back because it, just due to injuries, he's now the de facto number one defenseman on the team and quarterback at the power play. Uh, Alex Tuck, Nathan McKinnon, Patrick Kane, Tony D'Angelo, Dominic Kubalik, who is just killing it for the Red Wings. Uh, Jonathan Taze and uh, 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 Jonathan Marcheseau. We'll get in him in a second. Vitek Vanacek, Martin Jones, Jake Ottinger, Matt Murray, and uh, Comrie from the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, so, the trade. I, uh, I'm sitting here. I got five goalies. And for those who are not familiar with fantasy hockey, that's a lot. Sure is. Uh, two of the five are on IR, meaning they are currently injured and cannot play hockey. Uh, Jake Ottinger, who I would like to think in my own personal world is arguably the best goalie in the league, um, about to come off of IR soon. So is Matt Murray, who got injured after the first game he played, which I should have known better, um, coming off. So I got, I can't have five goals in my roster. I got to move one. If I don't, if I don't move one, I got to drop somebody. I'm going to lose them for nothing. And these are all starting goaltenders. So I start poking around my league, start poking people, and I start looking around every roster and saying, all right, who needs a goalie? And I find a team. Uh, old Jeff, Jeff Pop. Jeff says, yeah, yeah, I could use you could use a starting goaltender. Who are you willing? And I say, well, I'll take offers on anybody except Ottinger. We come to the decision that Comrie's probably the best pick here because uh, he's a starting goaltender and uh, I'm not willing to give up anybody who's super good right now. Offers me Jonathan Marcheseau. Equal averages in points. Uh... For by all accounts and purposes, a pretty even trade. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? I would. I, I think <clears throat> and we talked about it a little bit. Um, yep. Yep. Give me give me your analysis here. My analysis is it's always it's always hard to trade goalies, especially for players, right? Like if you if you're gonna do, uh, they just hold a lot more value, I think, right? So you could you can look at a guy like Eric Comrie and go, who the fuck is Eric Comrie, right? Before this year, who the yeah. fuck was Eric Carmey, right? Um, you know, compared to Jonathan Marchessault, wow! Like everybody drafted Jonathan Marchessault in their leagues, and um, but it, a well-established name in the league, sure, word. sure. Um, but but I think especially when it comes to starting, right? So if you if you know your ten, you know your goalie's getting that start every single game, uh, it really holds a lot of value in fantasy hockey, and so it definitely makes it a little bit tricky because. Uh, you know, people, especially especially people who, you know, are, are just looking at the stats, for, you know, surface level, right? 
they yep. just see the trade. They have the veto <clears throat> or accept. Uh, and I think I think as soon as I approved it, I think it approved the thing. That must be a, a league manager thing. Oh. Uh, but yeah. So I, I, in reality, I do think it's tough. It, it, but I think because it's I think because it's so tough because I can't go you won or um, you know or the Ice Hogs won. I I I think that means it's a good trade, right? And so yep. if I were to literally if I if I looked at that trade and I said. Ooh, Marchessault's way better than having a number one goalie on a team who's just hit a little bit of a slump but could come right back. And, um, you know, Tage Thompson could score another fucking six-point night, right? Like, you know, sure. like, there's just – there's always that possibility. And so – But that's the inherent nature of having goalies in fantasy. Like, they they either can win you or lose you because goalie, goalies are never – they're ne- whereas, whereas every player in the – like, you could pick up a player – and if they're just averaging, like a defenseman, like you could be happy if your defenseman just averages you two points a night. That that's happy. That's consistent mm-hmm. point. It's you're you're not going to win on that, but you can count on those two points every night. Whereas goalies, if they win, you know it's anywhere from four to twelve points. If they lose, you're lucky if you just broke even. I had. Like in your in your case, if they lose and <laughs> like they'll they will lose you points. Yeah, I had minus four point six points tonight from attendee. Yeah, so my point is is that you're but you're never have you ever seen minus? It's very rare when a player like an actual <laughs> skater minuses you points. Yeah, I mean, and if you do, it's really only like you know they're minus three and zero shots on the night, right? So they they're getting minus one point five or something like that, right? Right. It's it's rarely, but but goalies are either make or break. Like if they do bad, they will they will tank your team. But if they do well, they like it'll it'll win you your matchup for the week. So inherently, like how this go just on player versus goalie, like he's a starting goaltender. Comrie is Comrie is going to start in Buffalo unless there's a trade. Comrie is going to be the starter in Buffalo. There is no way that forty two year old Craig Anderson can handle a starter's load. Sure. Just and no I think way. I think one thing to add, and this just kind of adds to the reason that this is even more fair, and and I would have I wouldn't have vetoed this either way. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the other thing is it's helping both teams, right? So this is sure could the Ice Hogs have waited until you had to absolutely drop a fucking goalie? Sure, right? Um, but at the same time, but you can't guarantee you're going to get. You him. can't guarantee you're going to get him, right? I could have easily just gone and been like, oh, Comrie, cool, yeah, I could I could use him while Swayman's down, right? Like. And if I'm higher on the waiver wire, fuck, you know. Um, and so I think, you know, I think I think it's a good trade for both teams, and that's that's what that's what the veto is meant to do. Say so his situation, this worked out well for him, as I mentioned before. I was looking for teams that needed goalies, and right now his two goalies were James Reamer and Ilya um, Sorokin. Sorokin, thank you. Uh, and and Sorokin's playing well. Uh, Reamer's not because he's on a bad sharks team but that's it like that's he only has two goalies in a league where you know any team what usually has three to four three to to four three to four it's very rare to see a team only with two goal two goalies so this is this is this feels a need for him he's got another starting goaltender and i got something from a player that i was probably gonna have to be forced to drop sure so it's a win-win sure yeah i i have no i have no issues with this trade i think I think if, you know, so so a lopsided trade, right, if you're thinking about players, 
would have been, you know, March or so for Mangiapane, who you're about to drop, right? That That's a <laughs> lopsided trade, whereas Tendi's just kind of hold a little bit more of value in, in those regards, and uh, it's a starting Tendi. Like, I mean, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo could be... Buffalo could, you know, be Montreal Canadiens the rest of the way, and Jake Allen just gave me, you know, just just put up ten fantasy points tonight, right? Like, no yep. matter what, they, you know, starting goalies can still have those games, right? And Comrie has shown that he he can he can win games, and he is a pretty decent goalie behind a team that isn't too bad, right? Like, I mean, um, yep. So yeah, I think it's a good trade. Uh, segue that into the trade offer that I received. Yes. Where. It was not a good trade, and I, I brought it up slightly to you and Devin, and uh, but you, you two didn't really do a ton of research. You kind of just were like, "Fuck no!" Gave you my gut yeah, like, feeling. Fuck no! I'm not doing that one because uh, yeah. you know, um, I, I think I think the consensus was you know that's what I was offering someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of you know. Um, so, anyways, the the trade was I have Brady Kachuk, and someone was trying to trade me Lucas Raymond and Elias Lindholm, um, mm. which isn't isn't horrible. Um, I, I, at the time, Brady Kachuk had like six, six fantasy points per game or something like that, and Elias Lindholm had like... Which is ridiculously which is stupid. high. So he's going to come down a little bit, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Lindholm had like two fantasy points per game at that point, and, and Raymond was under two, right? And so... If if he had waited maybe two weeks, where Brady Kachuk has kind of evened out slightly, um, and the, the other two have kind of started to figure it out a little bit, it would have been a much more of a eh, maybe, you know, like let me think about this a little bit more. But it was just a it was a fuck no, dude. Like a like like that's just not gonna happen um, when Brady Kachuk, you know, didn't have any points tonight, but had six shots and six penalty minutes and still put up you know, three points, right? Three fantasy points, right? So, like, it, it, he's he's just a better player than even having those other two guys on my team are going to be able to produce for me, right? Like, it's just, it, it, was, a, it was a no-brainer for me to basically be like, no, and I'm not even going to send you a counter offer because you're clearly, you know, like, maybe that was that, you, that was your big-time low ball, but I'm not going to deal with you if, if you're just going to be throwing out low balls, right? So, sure. um you know, and, and then he ended up dro- dropping Raymond the next day, and I picked him up, and uh, now Raymond's doing good. So Raymond is killing mm-hmm. it now. Yeah, I think he picked up a I think he picked up a goal yeah, tonight a goal. too. So yeah, pretty much since that trade offer, he's had he's had three of his what seven points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, let's do uh, let's do a shout out of somebody who is killing it on your team right now. Let's do a somebody who you're looking to drop, and then I wanna I wanna waiver wire, uh, a watch like a like your report on somebody you're eyeing for the waiver wire. All right. Um. So my I can go first if you need to think about it. I I have two of my three. I haven't looked at the waiver wire today because it's been a little crazy. Okay. My killing it is someone that you just are loving. That's on my team. We've talked about him a lot. Eric fucking Carlson mm. is having an absolute renaissance here. He's he is uh, the t- too bad his team too isn't. bad his team isn't. But he's the yeah, and, and and because his team sucks or is is okay. 
right? You think he's playing hard right now so he gets traded? Uh, that's a very, very good possibility. Um, he's he's trying to prove to everybody that he's worth the fucking fuck ton of money that they're paying him right now. And if the you th- okay, if I'm at the trade deadline and I'm you know, team A going to the Sharks and saying, okay, we'll we'll consider taking Carlson. He's having a hell of a year. Uh, how much salary? If I'm if you're the Sharks GM, how much salary are you willing to eat? Depends what I get. Half. Depends what I get. First round pick. Uh, if he's playing like this, I think they can get a first round pick and a, a pretty nice prospect. So if that's the case, oh. I think. And you're eating fifty percent of salary. Fifty percent of his salary, yeah. Oof, okay, that's, that's okay. pretty. That's pretty okay. nasty, but it just depends. You know, I think they're paying him like ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, but the sharks aren't going to be. Good. Sharks are going into a rebuild or should be in a rebuild already. Going in or in already. So they're going to shed cap. And holding on to five million when they're just fully rebuilding isn't going to matter. That's fair. Um, guy, I'm looking to potentially drop right now. Let's see, man. It's um, my team. My team has actually been pretty good. Uh, what? Nobody that's on the chopping block right now. <sighs> Fuck. If I if I had options for Tendy. Uh, it would be yeah. my attendees. Both Frederick Anderson and UC Saros decided that they didn't want to play hockey this year. Um, so <laughs> if I had, if there, if 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 there was options in our goalie free agency pool, those two would probably be on my chopping block. I think I think the only other guy that may be close. Oh man, yeah. I mean, uh, it, Patrick Line needs to pick it up, but there's not really anybody that I would drop him for. So. Columbus is Columbus is really struggling yeah. right now. So I, I yeah, I think I think probably tendies, but it, it just won't happen. So Gotcha. Uh speaking of tendies, I'll I'll let you look at the waiver wire. Um speaking of tendies, I, I've been I started out in not a good boat. Uh I had Jake Ottinger, Matt Murray, and Elvis Mers Lincolns, who, by the way, is pro I think the only guaranteed starting goaltender that is currently sitting on our waiver wire and no one seems to be in any rush to pick him up. Um, he, I don't think he's he started like eight games and he's won two of them, uh, and and he's and he's lost I think six or seven straight. Um, nobody is excited. You know, the Columbus, Columbus is at the bottom of the league. Uh, I think this is a rare exception of where nobody's jumping on an elite uh, on a on a guaranteed starting goaltender because um, he'll lose. Like we said, if goaltenders are bad, they'll lose you points, not gain them. So. Uh, but that's a rare exception. I did drop him uh, currently, like I said, uh, Vitek Vanacek, Martin Jones, who has, you know, but Vanacek is, I don't think he is the reason the Devils are having that are on fire, but he's part of it. Um, I think you and I have mentioned shit since the beginning of this show. The Devils were you know, a good, a solid goaltending away from being good. And... For some reason, the organization—I I think there's just like there's one scout that just has like naked pictures of the GM's wife, and like, just give Mackenzie Blackwood one more year. I picked him up. Like, just give him one more shot. Like, stop trying to make Mackenzie Blackwood work. It's not going to work. Um, Vitek Vanacek is is an ex- he's not an elite goaltender, but he's good, and that's what they need. They just need B B to B plus goaltending right now. And that team is going to be able to outscore a lot of its problems. Um, 
and and now that you've got you know Dougie Hamilton on the back end, you've got you've got better defense. The team is good, and Vitek Vanacek is is a big part of that. So um, he's he's won I think shit five six games straight, uh, five for sure. Um, I don't know about I, okay, it doesn't go back far enough. Oh yeah, it does. I can hit show more show more. Oh wow, uh, six games. He's on a six game winning streak, and the only one he lost was he was he came in relief for Mackenzie Blackwood. He had one goal and three shots. Um, so nothing there. Uh, Martin Jones, we already talked about, I'm not going to talk about him more because we already sucked his dick pretty good, but, uh, Martin Jones is having a renaissance, uh, Comrie, like I said, uh, he's, he dropped the last two, but he, before that he was, he had a, he was on a four game win streak and part of that, you know, early breakout for the Sabres. Um, Ottinger's just incredible, uh, arguably the best going in the league and Matt Murray, Matt Murray's my big wild card here. Uh, Matt Murray's either going to come in and kind of right the ship in Toronto a little bit and give them consistent, you know, C plus to B minus to B goaltending, uh, or he's going to be terrible and they're going to be starting their third string goaltender for the year. So high risk, high reward on Matt Murray, in my opinion. Uh, but from something that was definitely my weakness in the first two weeks of this campaign has now become one of my greatest strengths. Like I, before I was, you know, Jake Otten, if Jake Ottinger wasn't starting, uh, I was going to the waiver wire looking for a goalie that, you know, maybe was starting that night. Um, now I have a surplus of options, especially now that Ottinger and Murray are coming off of IR. So, uh, pretty happy about that situation. Uh, guy on my chopping block. I kind of already mentioned him earlier. Uh, one of them actually, got cut tonight. Uh, Shane Pinto had a great breakout, um, you know, early, very early, early, early candidate for the Calder, um, broke out, had like a six game goal streak, uh, has since gone very cold. Um, and then tonight he was minus three skated 14 minutes compared to his normal 18. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think there was that initial excitement of being able to replace, uh, Norris, you know, fill, fill that role that he, he left when he got injured, um, now I, I just, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody picks him, scoops him off the waiver wire and he, he continues to have a great rookie breakout campaign. Um, I'm, I was tired of waiting for it. He was about to zero out. I call it zero out. So on ESPN, they show their last six games. Um, when a, when a player zeroes out, in my opinion, that's time to start thinking about moving him. Um, and he was about to zero out, um, with no, you know, no points in the last six games. So, uh, yeah, I, it was time for him. To, it was time for him to go. Um, and then Andrew Mangiapane, uh, man, I've been. I keep telling myself I need to be patient with this guy. He's on the first line and first power play, um, but this guy, his ice time keeps cutting down. He's zeroed out. He's zeroed out for eight games. Um, guy's average points is one point six, which is just fucking a bit. Like I don't usually. If anybody dips below three point oh on my team, I start thinking about looking to get rid of them. Uh, so I've, I have preached patience with this guy, but he is just, it, he's just having a down year. It's time. So, um, and he's not worth anything in a trade. So I, I Andrew man, probably, and you know what? He, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he'll probably clear waivers. Um, but as soon as he, like, no one's going to put in a waiver claim on him, but, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't doubt if somebody tries to, you know, maybe take a speculative flyer on him and, uh, and see if he can find it. Because you know, this is a guy who scored 35 goals last yeah. year. So, I mean, it, it's possible. It's very possible. But at the moment, he is the worst player on my team, which I just didn't think that was going to be possible, especially having such a cushy position on the first line and first power play. But, yeah, it's time to go. 
Sneaky pickup was Jonathan Taze. Yeah, that's not bad. Taser sat on the waiver wire for quite a while. Uh, yeah, I mean he he's 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 hot now. Yeah, I, oh, it probably won't last. But right right now, Chicago is tricking themselves and everybody else that they're not bad. So, or maybe they're playing to get traded. You know, maybe maybe Taze and Kane are showing everybody. Like you know, kind of like an Eric Carlson situation where they're they're just. They're playing really hard to the deadline to prove they still got it, and they've just been on a bad team, and uh, they're worth adding to a Stanley Cup run. Yeah, sure. There was even there was even early uh, in the off season there was I don't know if it was, it might have been just you know bullshit, but uh, I did hear a rumor that um, the Kraken were kicking tires on a Kane and Taze package. Damn. Yeah, that would be that'd be some crazy, young right? team that needs a little bit of vet second liners, huh? That's my guess. Kane and Taze would complement. Uh, I'm trying to think of teams like like most teams could benefit from that, but yeah, like obviously you're not going to put Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane in a team that's rebuilding. 100%. Um, but you know teams that are in the middling trying to break break that, uh, they would never do it. But Detroit would make sense. Um. You know Buffalo, maybe if you're if you're bullish on the on the Sabers, um, what's another good one? Maybe uh, Kings, uh, something something like that. Where or or a team that's on the pre- maybe the Rangers. You know something like that. somebody who's make, looking to make that next step that needs that just that little itty extra bit to to get over the finish line. Uh, what do you got for waiver? Um. So our, our waiver wire, I think, is a little more stacked than most leagues. Uh, I think ten team compared to twelve that we normally yeah, do. So, so ten ten team to twelve. So I mean, we we have guys like Blake Wheeler on there, uh, Bjorkstrand. I know we talked about him a little bit, but he's he's someone that has started to figure it out a little bit more. So he's he he's he's becoming our uh, our waiver wire frequent flyer. I think he's been picked up and dropped at least three or four times yeah. now. So I mean, you know, but still still putting up. Okay points, right? Like there's there's guys that you could do worse with. His average is two point six. Not not good enough to be on my team, but Whoa. Watch Whoa. out. Jeez. <laughs> you I hey, hey, I'm allowed to say that I was the first one that dropped him. Oh man. Cause I cause I drafted the guy because I, I outside of fantasy hockey, I really do admire it. Like he's one of those players he's he's um what do we used to say? He's an analytics person's like wet dream. Like he's one of those with high course. He just does everything right, other than score goals. Yeah, um, kind of like a like a Rick Nash type. Yeah, uh, that that's fair. It's fair to say. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying um, it's just a couple guys that I think would probably be available in some deeper leagues. Uh, sure. I think Dylan Strom is an interesting player. I think he's someone who kind of is a little bit streaky, and he's on his streak right now. But uh, okay. it's not a bad pickup for some shallower leagues. Um, Kevin Hayes, I know, I know, we kind of talked about Philly for a little bit, but he with Couturier out is kind of being that stole that pick from me. I was gonna say, yeah, Kevin Hayes is a good one. I think he uh, he he's definitely. I think he'll he'll continue this uh, even maybe after Couturier is back. Um, I mean, he's he's their first line center, and he's going to probably stay that way. So um, that's that's not a bad little pickup uh, for sure. And then. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's about as deep as I'll go. I don't want to dig too far in here, but um, yeah, some de- some decent guys. I'll throw in we we still have we have William Carlson on our waiver wire. 
Um, you know, he's he's skating on the Misfits line. Uh, I think that Vegas is red hot right now. So pretty pretty much anybody outside of the fourth line is probably not a bad ad at the moment. Um, just something to keep in mind. I, I, what I'll what I will say is keep in mind for sneaky IR pickups. Um, there are a few guys on the waiver wire right now in our league that are IR and probably aren't going to come on anytime soon. But when they do, could be sneaky good ads. Um, I dropped Verona. I, I, as soon as Verona comes back, he's gonna he's a great hockey player. Like as soon as that happens, but there's no timetable on when he wants to stop doing drugs. So um, it's, there's no timetable for me when I want to stop doing drugs either. So right. that's I see. I get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, is is Johnson out for the season? Uh, no, I think he'll eventually. I don't think he's totally done he could be okay okay uh espn okay. has his percentage his roster percentage very low yeah and we, we've talked about how it's kind of that's all, all over the place so um yeah i w- i would say that and maybe if i had to if i had to get into my head if i had to pick somebody to, to keep an eye on uh that's not ir i would probably say oh digging real deep here let me take a look he's dylan strum's good um I would probably have to say somebody to take keep an eye on uh Krejci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David Krejci. Uh I he's this is a guy that I've had on and off my fantasy team for years. Um but Boston's red hot, mm-hmm. man. Boston's red hot and he's going to and I I I'm sure he's going to continue to be their second line center. Yeah. So um nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's a meaty episode. Yeah, that's a lot of meat there, bub. Yeah, a lot of a lot of talk, but I think I think it's because we've been sitting on so much fantasy talk. We, we've always just pushed it out that we finally needed to just fucking get it done. Blow. Yeah, exactly. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, whatever podcast you listen to us on, please subscribe. We're on all of them, literally every single one except YouTube. Uh, give us a subscription. Give us a nice review. Tell your friends about us. Go up and say, hey, you listen to the Dusty Bender podcast. And when they inevitably go, no, what's the Dusty Bender podcast? And you're like, well, you're fucking up in life because you're not listening to the Dusty Bender podcast. You need to listen. You need to subscribe and leave a nice review and listen to the Dusty Bender podcast. Grab them by the scruff of their shirt and shake yes. them. Especially if you're in the Seattle metropolitan area, please let people know that we sure. exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. We'll we'll get you. We'll we're gonna get an army of we'll get an army of dusty benders out there that'll preach us. People will know who we are one day. Alright everybody. Thanks again. We'll see you later.